welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, welcome back to my FBA mini series. My name's Ryan and I'm so glad you could join me for part four of my 2020 Amazon FBA mini series, teaching you how to launch your own private label brand of products on the world's number one e-commerce marketplace. So in this video, we are going to look into finding and interviewing suppliers. Now, we have not finalized what our product is necessarily gonna be yet, but I did give you a homework assignment to hone down on a list of at least two and up to five products. Before we get into that though, real quick, I just wanted to reintroduce myself. My name is Ryan Hogue. I've sold over $1.4 million on amazon.com to date. I've also been teaching at the college level since age 25, which is about six years as of right now. Uh, I have a free FBA mini mini course that you can access on my website. There's also a link below if you wanna check that out. I have a Facebook group called FBA Training with Ryan Hogue that you can check out as well. There's always a link in the description. And if you're interested in seeing a real climb of a real person, not just a talking head that never shows any proof but wants you to trust them, I actually have outlined my whole journey as an FBA seller from start to finish with monthly income reports. There's always a link in the description if you want to check those out as well. And if you want to subscribe to my channel, you'll get notified when I drop my next one. Last but not least, I have a full-blown FBA course. It's the most detailed one out there on the internet. People are doing big things with it. We've already got a bunch of successful students in there that have launched their own products, and it will get you from start to finish no matter what experience you are at. Finally, I just want to recommend that you find your why. What is driving you to pursue being an FBA seller and adding another stream of income, and in this case, passive income, Uh, so that you can live a more comfortable life. Now, Warren Buffett once said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. That is what drives me because guys, like making passive income is very rarely an easy thing. Oftentimes it takes time, attention, and effort. And if you're not willing to put those in, you might as well just leave now because it's not going to just happen magically. All right, so back to the point of the video. We're gonna look into finding and interviewing suppliers so that we can source our product. Now, did you do your homework? Remember we talked about refining your list of products down to at most five products that more or less met that criteria that we went over that made an ideal product. Now, what we wanna do in this video is find potential suppliers for each of those products, get an idea of what it's gonna cost us to make those products and get them imported, then project the profitability And hopefully one of these products stands out above the rest as far as the numbers go, because obviously if the numbers aren't right, we don't really want to invest time and money into selling something because if we're going to sell it at a loss, like, is there really a point? Uh, So we want to find a good product, quality product, checks all the boxes of an ideal product and can be sold profitably. And we can project that pretty accurately without spending a dime. Before we actually jump in and start finding suppliers, I just wanna make a personal recommendation that you create a new email address. Now, I personally use Outlook.com. It takes like one minute to make a new email address with Outlook.com and uh, it's free. So I made one specifically for my Amazon business. I just keep a tab defaulted to it so that when I open up my web browser, it's just sitting there. 
And I use that exclusively for sourcing products for my Amazon business. The reason for this is because, you know, the more suppliers you talk to, you're going to be added to their email lists and they may or may not care about like spam laws and sending you emails with like new product alerts that you don't care about. So, uh, you know, you can always like mark those as junk and unsubscribe, but uh, yeah, I just recommend don't mix in your personal emails with your Amazon business emails because it can get messy. I'm not saying it will guarantee, but it might, right? So just start a free email account. Use something like Outlook where it's, you know, if you're already using Outlook, maybe use some other email service like Yahoo that you're not using. But um, I just wanted to throw that out there because trust me in the long run, this will be, uh, it'll save you some headache. All right, now we are gonna be using Alibaba.com, you've probably heard of it, to find international suppliers. Now we live in a crazy world when you think about it, like we don't have to hop in a plane and fly over to China and go around a massive country interviewing suppliers in person. We can go to a single source to basically conduct those interviews digitally and from the convenience and comfort of our homes. So we are going to take advantage of that. And by the way, it's free. So on Alibaba, when we search for suppliers, there are two filters I would recommend using. We want to check the box for trade assurance. This means Alibaba will reimburse you if for some reason, somehow you get ripped off and you send money without receiving your products. This comes at no extra cost to you and it's just an extra layer for peace of mind and security. Also, you're gonna wanna check the box for verified supplier and what this does is it filters out suppliers from the catalog. Alibaba is really a catalog of suppliers for products. It'll filter out suppliers that have not been verified offline, meaning in person. This is from the definition of a verified supplier. But if it will filter out any company that has not been independently verified by a third party. So again, it's just for peace of mind. And by the way, when it comes to like sending money internationally, we're gonna touch on this next video. But I just wanted to let you guys know that there's a little bit of a misconception about like getting ripped off when you are dealing with actual professional suppliers and manufacturers in China. It's as long as you use common sense, you most likely will not get ripped off. But we will talk more about what I mean by when I say common sense in the next video. But for now, just check the box, trade assurance and verified supplier. All right, at a high level, this is what we are going to be doing. We're going to go to Alibaba to find the suppliers, right? This is, instead of us hopping on a plane and flying 14 hours to China, which I have done before personally, uh, we don't need to. We can save our money, we can save our time, and in, just enjoy the comfort of our home while we conduct business. We're gonna use that website to get in touch with suppliers that have the products that we are looking to source. Uh, and we're gonna do the initial uh, contact either via email or via the um, communication system within Alibaba. But when you receive communications, you'll also get an email, which will bring you back to the site. Part two is we're going to interview suppliers that are qualified. So essentially what the numbers usually look like is we might reach out to, let's say 10 suppliers per product of the 10, we might hear back from six of those six, maybe three sound like they could be a good fit. Um, sometimes you might hear back and the English is really bad and you might not want to start a relationship with a supplier where there's going to be communication barriers because over the long term, it's going to create a headache and a problem. Um, but you don't have to base a decision on something like the communication because obviously that can be overcome 
if that supplier's uh, sales agent, because we're going to be talking to sales agents from these uh, manufacturers, um, or you could be talking to a tr uh, trading company's sales agent. But ideally, we want to go direct to manufacturer so we don't pay that markup. But uh, if you know, if the if the agent we're working with English isn't that great, but their product and price is the best, then you may want to just work out work make it work with them. But anyways, so we're using Alibaba to conduct these interviews. Now, the interviews initially will take place via the communications on Alibaba or via email. You can always circumvent Alibaba once you've made the initial contact because they can see your email address and they might just email you directly. But we are going to request certain data points from them. So right now, again, we are not spending money. We're trying to create a picture and the picture we're trying to create, again, is projecting profitability because the bottom line of selling products is that we need them to be profitable or otherwise we're just wasting our time. So we need to be able to like create this actual bottom line. We need to get the numbers, put them into a spreadsheet and see what we can expect the profit margins to be. And again, we can paint this picture using existing Amazon data from the people that will be our competitors. Um, we can find the things like Amazon fees. All those data points are out there. We talked about that in earlier videos. And what we can't project, what, what we can only get from the actual suppliers is what we're doing now, which is like minimum order quantities or MOQ. The prices we're going to pay. Now, notice I put two bullet points here above my head. We want a price for a low quantity of units and a price for a high quantity of units. And if you're wondering, well, what numbers do we ask them for? Well, go open up your research tool. Remember we talked about using like Jungle Scout and AMZ Scout or even Helium 10. I've got links in the description. If you guys haven't already started using one of those, you're going to want to, especially if this is your first time, because they're going to give you an insight using competitor data, which Amazon makes. They don't make the exact numbers publicly available, but through evaluating BSR, bestseller rank, you can project or not us. It'd be tough for me and you, but these tools have such a massive amount of data that they're able to project pretty accurately things like sales velocity and say like at the upper echelon, like the number one listing on this niche, they're moving maybe 10,000 units a month, but then the average listing is moving 2000 units a month because obviously the people at the top are selling more units. So we might say when we request, uh, when we're making this initial request for information from these suppliers, what would our price be at 2000 units a month? And what would our price be at 10,000 units a month? Because in our spreadsheet, make two rows, make a row that shows when we order 2000 units and the price is higher, our profit margin is going to be 20%. But if we're able to run some ads, create a good listing and get this thing ranked higher on Amazon, our profit margin in the row underneath that will be you know, even higher because we're going to get a better price on each unit when we order higher quantities, right? As you would imagine, these manufacturers will give you a lower price per unit if you order higher quantities. All right, let's do a quick live demo on Alibaba.com. So again, the website is Alibaba.com. I'll put a link in the description. Um, when you log in, I'm not even logged in, by the way, you can conduct research when you're logged in, but when you try to send a message to somebody, then you'll have to log in, but you can click into products and, um, I'm going to type in, well, I said that I, I mentioned in the last video, if you guys remember that I'm going to use hand sanitizer as the uh, demo product for these videos, because I actually have like a real life 
supplier in the United States for hand sanitizer. And I'm not going to be selling it under my own private label brand. I'm just going to be assisting them in getting that listing created and getting it selling on Amazon, um, you know, on a, on a percentage of the profits, uh, agreement. So for this though, let's do something like, and by the way, hand sanitizer. So I'd previously searched for it. I just wanted to make a note on this product and why products like this, you may want to be careful if you were thinking, well, I might sell hand sanitizer too, since it's, you know, selling so well on Amazon, but you have to, I don't know if I would say you do the research, but you want to know a reliable freight forwarder, right? Like somebody that you can trust to ship your products from overseas to where you need them to go in the United States to the FDA warehouses, most likely because certain things, and I'm not even sure if hand sanitizer is one of them, but they fall into this like category of unsafe or hazardous goods that may be subject to stricter shipping regulations. And that could mean like higher fees for you, which you won't even be able to project unless you, until you have to pay it. Right. So you'd want to know about that ahead of time. This is why knowing a good freight forwarder or having someone on the ground in China that knows these things can be so valuable. One of the things you get in my full FBA course is I put you in touch with a freight forwarder that I've been working with for years who you'd be able to reach out to before you make any investments in a product and say, hey, I'm thinking about selling hand sanitizer. Is that going to make any issues? Is there going to be any issues with shipping that? Because me personally, I've already run into this issue multiple times with random products like I found out that like ping pong balls have gas in them that is considered uh, hazardous because I guess it can explode. So like super random fringe thing and not all freight forwarders would even claim that they have ping pong balls in the shipment. They might just lie and roll the dice. But, um, you know, the guy, one of these guys that I'm working with, he does it by the books and he's not going to take that risk. So he's not going to risk his company over that. So anyways, I just want to throw that out there up front. Speaking from my personal experience, play it safe. Uh, talk to a freight forwarder if you're unsure. Like if it's like an uh, if it's an empty plastic bottle for hand sanitizer or for whatever else, but there's nothing in it, then you don't need to worry about that. That's safe. But if it's full of hand sanitizer, you might have problems. So I'm just saying, be cognizant. Um, another thing I was looking at was like hospital masks. All right, so this is another popular product right now, very hot seller. You can't even actually list this on Amazon right now, so but I'm just going to use it as a as a, a dummy product because it is lightweight, <laughs> can survive the drop test, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's an ideal product as far as that goes. And what I just did there, oh actually, let's go back. All right, remember, I almost forgot to I almost broke my own rule. Over here on the left-hand side, you see where I just highlighted we're going to check under supplier types, trade assurance. And then we're going to check verified supplier. All right. And now it's filtered out some of the listings that did not check those boxes as far as the filters go. And what I like to do, and by the way, what you see here, I always get the pointing wrong. Uh, what you see here above my finger is the name of the suppliers. And so sometimes what happens is as you scroll down, the same supplier can be listed multiple times. So try not to reach out to the same people more than once. But what we're going to do is just you can um, open these in a new tab and we're going to reach out to all of them, pretending that we want to source surgical masks. So the Ningbo Embody Homeware Co. Huangzhou Adu Trading Co. All right, I give up on trying to pronounce these, but I'm just trying to remember them in my head so I don't reach out to the same one twice. 
So we've got five now, six, seven, Huang Zhao travel ski. Is that the same one up here? Nope, different one. Eight, nine, ten. All right, so I think that's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten different suppliers now for surgical masks that we can reach out to and place orders with. Now, what we're going to do is you see this contact supplier button above me here. So click that and it takes us to a different page. And I wrote a template that you can use as far as making this initial communication to sound professional, sound like a legit buyer and not sound like someone who's not serious about um, making an order. All right, but this is what the communication screen looks like. And uh, typically what I like to do also is I'll create a spreadsheet before I hit send inquiry now. I will create a spreadsheet and I will save the uh, the name of the manufacturer, which this gets a little confusing, but the first two ones, the first two, uh, and it's not always two, sometimes it's one, but typically the first two words there are the uh, sales agent name. And then after that, it's the manufacturer name. So typically I will create a spreadsheet where I log those data points because think about this right now for a second. If we have five products and we interview 10 suppliers per product, that's 50 manufacturers. And if you hear back from all 50, things are gonna get crazy quickly. So you need to be organized. This is another reason why I'm gonna go ahead and again recommend considering joining my FBA course because like when I say I have the most detailed FBA course out there, I have a spreadsheet for this well optimized that I share with you. I, I walk you through how to use it and you'll get everything completely what I would consider to be by the books, doing FBA the right way, the responsible way, the detail oriented way and the organized way so that there's less room for failure. Um, and that, so I'm just trying to say, that's why I recommend like these extra things. All right, but right here is a, uh, template of what I recommend saying when you reach out to them initially, something along these lines. All right. So hello, my name is name from company. You can have a fictitious company. I mean, they're probably not going to look you up. Um, you could just make it sound legit. We are looking to purchase insert your product for the U S market. Our primary sales channel will be online. We estimate up to number of pieces annually. So again, grab that from the research tool. If you run jungle scout, like if you type in surgical masks and run jungle scout, it'll give you a monthly estimated sales projection. Just multiply that by 12 suppliers like hearing those big numbers. All right. Then they'll start taking you a little bit more seriously. And it's not like it's a false big number. It's a realistic big number because it's based on real data from Amazon annual purchase volume after a trial order for sample evaluation. Do you manufacture these types of product? If so, please provide the following photos of the product. Are you a manufacturer or a trading company? Because trading companies are like middlemen that often will charge markup. That's how they survive. They mark up products and uh, they just collect a little bit on each transaction. What is the sample cost with shipping by express, which means it'll go by air so you can get your samples quickly because you don't want to be waiting a month for a sample order. Uh, to USA zip code and then give them your zip code so they can get you the quote because most likely they'll say the sample's free. You just pay shipping, but shipping, depending on the product can cost anywhere from like $40 in my personal experience up to 150. And I know you might 
not be excited about paying $150 to get a sample product ordered, but trust me over the long term, you will save so much money by just ordering samples and avoiding dealing with a supplier with a subpar product. So you cannot skip ordering samples in my humble opinion. And fourth, what is your Skype ID for faster communication? So they may not have a Skype ID. They may give you their WeChat ID. WeChat is the big messaging app that they use over there. And uh, you can download it. There's a Windows app and an Android app that you can use to communicate with your suppliers. All right, and then sign off. Thank you. Put your name, put purchasing agent, and then put your same company from the first line. All right, and that is a nice way of sounding professional. And you can use this as a template Um, the only other thing I do is after I say hello on the very first line, I often will, um, copy paste their name, which again, they give us their name, uh, up here. So remember the first two words are typically the sales agent's name. So I'll typically copy paste that after hello. So like even in this pre, you know, it looks like they pre-populated something for us, but I would say, hi, Linda Lynn in this case from right here. All right, and then as we receive communications back, log those data points in your spreadsheets. All right, and jump back over here. All right, and again, record data points. Uh, this is a screenshot above my head of the spreadsheet uh, that I actually provide in my course to the students, but it's much, much bigger than just this. Um, it's quite a big spreadsheet. There's a couple data points that are critical, and then there's some like nice to have data points that you can also include. Uh, ultimately what we do with this data is we factor it into another workbook that is very massive, very valuable, very easy to use. But like I said, the whole point of this exercise is to project profitability. Now you don't need to join my course and have my workbook to be successful, but man, will it help you avoid some landmines? And, uh, in my, in my mind, it's like, if I'm going to send a thousand plus dollars overseas to source a product, why wouldn't I do everything possible to ensure as within reason, as much as I possibly can, that I'm going to be successful in selling this product. And essentially between these two workbooks, uh, I think the value of the course that I sell is pretty much justified just in those two tools because they have the potential to save you so much money from investing in a failed product. Um, literally all you have to do is like, input the data points, everything is done for you. It also helps you estimate things like um, what you're going to expect to pay shipping via sea, via air, all very easily. So that's that. I had to plug that real quick, but I promise you it is extremely valuable. Anyways, I have a homework assignment for you. Actually, I have two. The first one is you need to pick your product. You now have enough data to piece this puzzle together. Now, nothing's definitive until we actually get the ball rolling and get selling on Amazon. That is the end goal that is the ultimate milestone to achieve but again do as much as possible before you actually spend a dollar uh, to make sure that you're going to be successful within reason so pick your product you should now be able to figure out of the five or so that you whittled your list down to which ones look like they are promising and then homework assignment number two order samples order no less than two meaning one from one supplier, one from another supplier. I've ordered as many as five when sourcing products before. And yes, it gets pricey, but it's just part of doing business, all right? It's just part of doing business. You know, you can you can record that as a business expense at the end of the year and deduct that from profits 
and it's so it's a little bit of you know it'll it's not a tax write-off but it'll offset some of the taxes you pay on profits because again it is a business expense so think of it that way um also now you're running a business so make sure you're tracking your expenses as well and deducting that from profits so you don't have to pay as much taxes um at the end of the year but you need to order your samples again no less than two different suppliers because they will have different products they don't all share molds and create the exact same product copy paste it doesn't work that way and then you need to move forward with a quality product so you can actually jump into my next video before receiving the samples but we are really looking for quality because if you sell like cheap crappy products on amazon you're going to get destroyed in the reviews and you won't stand a chance so you need to just be understanding of that right now you cannot try to get away with selling a cheaper low quality product with a higher margin because it just will not work amazon will literally shut down your listings and um, i should just share really quickly a story of like one of my most successful products that i jumped into the market selling which by the way i found on amazon's product database uh just letting you know if you're wondering where i get ideas i found it on amazon jungle scouts product database there's always a link in the description if you want to check that out it's included in the bundle but it's like the product I sold was already on Amazon. There was already at least five or six listings. Here's the thing. All of the competition were sourcing from like low quality suppliers. So I jumped into the market with the same product in the same quantity from a better supplier, higher quality product, slightly pricier. And I blew them away. I was literally the first, I was number one organic in like a month. Because people were loving my product. I also had like a nicer listing. Again, we're going to talk in the future about how to create nice product listings. But obviously, it's like don't waste your time if you think that you're going to get away with having a good product but not a good listing. Because remember, people are shopping online without ever actually seeing your physical product. So you need to communicate that quality in a quality product listing. Um, But I just need you guys to know it starts now. You need to source a quality product or don't waste your time. All right, and then next time, next video in part five, we're gonna talk about requesting an invoice, sending payment internationally. I'm gonna give you some tips to protect yourself. I'm gonna recommend ways of doing it. I'm gonna recommend even different banks and different fees because I'm sure you're wondering if you haven't done that before. And uh, we're gonna go through how to create a product listing. And maybe when I start recording part six, I'll say, all right, we'll just dedicate it to invoicing and payment. And maybe we'll do the product listing as part seven. We'll see when we get there, guys. Um, While I do have a rough plan of how I wanted this to work out, I also don't wanna have a bunch of really long videos. So speaking of long videos, this one's gone on long enough. And I just wanted to remind you guys, if I can do it, so can you. I got my FBA business started while working nine to five as a senior web developer and while teaching three web development courses per semester at a local university. I mean, literally all that I did was I said, at a minimum, every Wednesday night, I am getting the next milestone in the journey of launching my first FBA product done. And I would not go to bed on Wednesday nights until I had hit that milestone. But also, if I wanted to work on another night other than Wednesday, I did that too. But it wasn't like a requirement, but I knew at least Wednesday nights were Amazon nights. And yeah, I mean, it sucks to like work two jobs and then have another night of your life dedicated to your side hustle that may or may not pan out. But look, like 
I was dedicated. I paid a coach $2,500 to teach me. So I was also in the hole, which I used as motivation to see this through. And ultimately, like I've sold over a million dollars on Amazon. Obviously, it's it was a nice investment of both time and capital that's had a nice ROI. And uh, that's just a little bit of my story, guys. Thank you for watching this video till the end. Please, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you're notified the next time I drop a video. And if you wanna do me a favor and hit that like button, I wouldn't be mad at you. Anyways, guys, I'll see you at the next one.